I'm Victoria, a Catholic wedding photographer. And I'm Joe, a Catholic wedding videographer and photographer. And we're Catholic wedding professionals who love working with brides on this journey toward marriage. As married women ourselves, we totally remember all that goes into preparing for the wedding day. All the stresses and obstacles, and we're here to help you through it all. In this podcast, we'll cover topics like planning out a timeline, Catholic wedding traditions, and more. Our hope is that you'll find this podcast helpful in both your wedding planning and marriage preparation. Know that we are praying for you and your fiancé as you plan and prepare. Welcome Welcome to the Catholic Catholic Wedding Wedding Podcast. Hello and welcome back to the Catholic Wedding Podcast. I am so excited to be joined here today with Katrina. We are going to be talking all about wedding day florals. She is a florist, so she is an expert in all things wedding day florals. I'm super excited to talk to her about this. So thank you so much for being on the podcast. Katrina, can you please introduce yourself? Katrina Polk, and I'm the owner and lead designer at the Little Flower Company, and I'm based out of Fremont, Nebraska. Um, I started my business in 2017, so around six years I've been in business. I have a degree in horticulture and business administration from Texas A&M. And then my husband's name is Jake. We've been married for five years, so I went through the wedding planning process quite a while ago, but uh, things have changed and developed since then, so I've definitely learned a lot since planning my own wedding. And then we just had a daughter in June, and her name is Sienna Rose. Well, congratulations. I have kind of a dumb question. Is horticulture, is that like the study of like flowers or what is that exactly? Yeah. Yeah. So there's like a couple of different departments. I, my emphasis was in floral design. Okay, cool. So you got to like, that's actually super helpful having that. And then the business degree, because there's all the business stuff that has nothing to do with actual florals. (laughs) I'm learning all of it still with all of my photography stuff. I feel like there's always new things to learn. So, um, that is really, really cool. Um, did you always want to have like a floral business or was this something that you kind of dreamed up? Like you said, like six years ago. Um, so when I was like picking my major in college, I was in general studies at first because I had no clue what I wanted to do. Gotcha. And we had like people come and talk about different colleges and departments of like different career paths. And then the horticulture administrator came and talked and I was like, "Hmm, that sounds interesting. I think I want to go that route. And um, from there, I kind of decided maybe I'll do like event planning and um, like wedding coordination. And then when I took like my floral design classes, I was like, I think I want to go this way and do the florals so had some different internships and things in college that helped me decide and then I started my business actually because my sister-in-law was getting married and she wanted me to do the flowers so I was Mm -hmm. like okay I better get started on this oh that's awesome that's a cool way to start to you because you're like all right I can do this and yeah Yeah, (laughs) yeah like let's just do it that's awesome cool okay so as we've mentioned already we're going to talk all about wedding day florals so I know this is like a pretty big topic within the wedding day your florals even though maybe it doesn't sound like as big of a thing they they do play a huge part in the wedding day they're in like um, a lot of your wedding images and stuff like that as well. So they are a big part of the day. Um, and I am definitely not an expert at all. So I'm very glad that we are talking to Katrina because she is an expert. Um, so yeah. So first, can you kind of just like share a little bit about like how a bride could determine like what flowers she should have in her bouquet? And then 
Also, are there any flowers that are like more in season than others or like usually available um, in any season, that kind of stuff? Yeah. So typically when a bride comes to me, we, they'll just reach out and first of all, say like, do you have this date available? And then once we figure out I'm available, we can have our consultation. And then usually they'll have some sort of idea of what they want based on Pinterest or Uh just like some photos on Instagram, wherever they got those from, or like um, they went to a wedding and they liked the bouquet. And then my favorite is when they're like, oh, I was on your website and I saw this bouquet and I really liked it. So Uh they know my work and they see like, this is something that I want. So usually they do have something in mind already. um, And then we kind of just dissect it and talk about their pictures. And then if they don't have something in mind, we kind of narrow it down. Um, When they're coming to me, it's usually like six to 12 months in advance. So Mm -hmm. we don't need to have the final details right this second. It's just helpful to start talking about things. And, oh, I didn't think about what kind of ribbon I want wrapped around my bouquet. Or I didn't think about what kind of band I want on the corsage, like little details Mm -hmm. that they don't need to decide, but we just kind of start thinking about so they have time to sit on it and say, oh, I like that. Or I changed my mind. We kind of go from there. But um, as far as like their style, usually it kind of reflects their personality and then the venue they choose. So usually the venue itself or the church too, like has like a specific style, mm-hmm. like rustic or modern or, or like, um, like elegant, timeless kind of look. So mm-hmm. they usually pick that based on their style. So we kind of mesh that with their flowers and it helps me get a better idea of what flowers we want to use or ones that they don't care for. And I do ask them, um, like, what kind of flowers do you like or not care for? And I can't ever necessarily guarantee that I can put a certain flower in a bouquet just because with nature and things are always changing. And if something comes to me, that's not a good quality. I'm not going to use it. I'm going to sub it for something better. Right. So we'll walk through all of that. Um, But for example, if they want peonies, those have like more of a specific season than ranunculus. I can get peonies in like late spring, early summer. And then again, in like late fall, early winter, and that varies year by year. Sometimes you can pay more to get them at different times of the year. So that is something they have to decide are, do I need these peonies or can I use like a garden rose or something different? Mm-hmm. Um, and then of course if there's any like a lot of people are like I hate roses I don't want any roses which there's like, thousands of varieties of roses so if you think you don't like roses I recommend like checking out some different kinds because there's literally so many mm-hmm. um, you can find some that you like or if you don't want to include like some people don't want lilies things like that we kind of decide and I'll make a style board for them that will include different pictures of flowers because most people, if I say like, oh, I have like stock and lisianthus and they're like, that's great. I don't know what that looks like. So I'll have like a picture board for them to look through. Yeah, no, I think that really helps in seeing the visuals. And also I'm sure like it helps because like there's so many different like colors and themes and stuff like that, that you can choose from. Also like you're choosing like bridesmaids colors. So like you might want to consider that, like what would make like, you know, the, that color pop or something, or like, wouldn't necessarily, like not necessarily that you have to match the bridesmaids colors, but just something that would be like complementary to that. Um, so that's also like, I'm guessing another thing to consider as well. Um, whenever you're kind of considering your wedding florals and 
I think that the visuals really help because I know like I know r- what roses look like, but I don't know what every version of a rose or like roses come in like a million different colors as well, which is really awesome. But um, so like you don't always have to just have like the classic red rose if that's not your vibe. So I think that's really yeah, cool. For sure. That's awesome. Yeah, and like you said, uh, talking about like their dress color, that really determines what I'll do too. Like if they uh, are doing like sage green is really popular. So I won't do like super heavy eucalyptus because that'll blend into their dress. We can include right. touches of that for sure. But if you just have like a color that's like matching the dress, it kind of blends in and it doesn't pop. Right. Yeah. And I'm sure like, like you mentioned about like ribbons and stuff around the bouquet, sometimes that can play a factor, or I'm sure you can do like little special nods to like, if you want, like your something blue to be like your blue ribbon or something like that. Like, I'm sure there's a lot of creative things that you can do with it, which makes it really fun, but probably makes it a little overwhelming from the bride standpoint. So that's why we work with someone like Katrina and she will help us out. <laughs> that's yes, awesome. <laughs> that's super cool um are there any flowers that like don't do super well in a bouquet like are there some that like I don't know like might stain the dress or like would be like really hard to like they'd be like more like floppy in a bouquet like they'd be hard to like keep in the bouquet I don't know if that's like the right way to say it but that's um, a good question because I mean you as the bride you're not really thinking about that you're just thinking like here's my bouquet it's going to look perfect the entire day because Mm. I, um, I don't know because I paid for it. So basically based on like the different time of year that you're getting married, will determine how you need to take care of your flowers throughout the day. So for example, if you're getting married, like in the winter, you're not going to want to take your bouquet outside with the vase in 18 degrees because it will freeze and it might look fine when it's frozen and you're taking your photos outside, but when you bring it back inside, it'll start to thaw and brown and it won't be as pretty. Um, all right. So flowers that you don't want in your bouquet, hydrangeas typically don't do so well out of water for long periods of time, as well as like stock or sweet pea. However, if they're conditioned properly and the temperature is right for chunk of the day um, you'll be fine I always recommend that when you're not taking photos or you're not like using your bouquets to keep them in the vase with water so that they can continue to hydrate and just have like a, a towel or something nearby so that you can like dry off the stems uh-huh. and then of course if you're having like a colder temperature wedding like in January Nebraska it can get like zero degrees or lower yep. <laughs> I had like a February wedding that like the feels like temperature was negative 30 oh um, no <laughs> it, was so cold. it wasn't snowing but there was snow on the ground and it was just freezing mm-hmm. so um, I recommend that you don't take your flowers outside for that because there's little to no chance that when you bring them back inside they'll thaw and look the same as they did when they were brought to you um gotcha. but if you want to take photos with the bouquet, like some people will have their ceremony and have their ceremony photos with their flowers and then just take some photos outside and they don't really need their bouquets afterwards um, and they they don't really care what it will look like after and you just want those beautiful outdoor wedding snow pictures. So mm-hmm. that's why most people get married in the winter for those photos. So um, I say for sure do it, but just be aware that once you bring your bouquets outside and if it's below like 
if it's below 36-ish degrees is when you start to run into problems, um, then you just have to make sure or be aware that when they come inside, they might thaw a little brown. Um, gotcha. But if you have like colored flowers, like reds or like bright flowers, they might be fine depending on how long you took them outside. So it's kind of a gamble in the winter for sure. And yeah, then that makes summer, sense. on the opposite end of that can be too hot for the flowers. So just making sure they're hydrated and um, you're not like, like if someone will have like an outdoor display or something, making sure the florist, that's our job to make sure they're hydrated properly. They're in the right water source and we picked the right flowers knowing that it will be hot. And we decided what time things would be set up to avoid like them dehydrating while guests are viewing them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that's, I feel like that's really important. And like, I definitely see a lot of brides will like have it still in the vase when they first arrive. And then after that, it's like a free for all and you never even think to put them back in the vase. So that's actually a really good point for like me as a photographer, because some couples do like the first look before the ceremony, but we don't necessarily always think like, oh, let's put this back in water for the next hour yeah. because we're not needing it right now. So especially in like the summertime, like you mentioned, like I, the, yeah, like flowers get wilty, like super, yeah, super I'm sure quick. I'm seen them kind of get faded throughout the day. Yeah. It's kind of like our hair, right? Like, you know, you can use a, yes. a, a lot of hairspray and stuff like that, but over the day, especially like you're moving around, you're like doing a lot right. of stuff. And you're not thinking about that. So you're not like, if you have like a personal attendant or someone that can be like the, one of their jobs to make, Oh, make sure the flowers go back in the water because it's 98 degrees outside. Right. Um, and then like you were talking about, like if some flowers can stain the dress, they definitely can, especially if there's like dyed flowers. Sometimes people will want like blue or like black, something that doesn't come naturally in the specific flower. So you can get them dyed or I could dye them myself too. But um, that is something to be aware of because usually the dye will go through the stem. So mm. it could get on the dress if it's like rubbing up against it or even just like um purple flowers like if the petal is like rubbed or smushed the dye can come out or um like especially if for the bride just to be aware of that and not to get that on the dress right yeah that would and be a disaster <laughs> that's something that I've started including with all of my bridal bouquets I'll, I'll give out a tea towel for them to keep so they can like dry off the stems after they get them out of the water so the drips don't get on their dress too Oh, that's something yeah. you're not thinking about throughout the day if you're like supposed to be putting the flowers back and taking them out and you don't want the drips to get all over everyone too especially like the bridesmaids that have the satin the water shows up really well on that mm-hmm. oh yeah that is definitely something that I have definitely seen and learned well if you're going to grab the bouquet make sure you have some paper towels or something because yeah. <laughs> yeah. you need to pat that because you definitely don't want that showing up because we're grabbing them usually because we're about to go take pictures with them. So yeah, um, and usually everyone's kind of like in a rush or like quick to go like, oh, we need to go this, do this. And it's kind of can be rushed if you don't aren't prepared or have like paper towel or something nearby quick. Right. No, for sure. That makes sense. Um, so we've kind of talked about like style of bouquets already a little bit within like the flower choice, but what about like the actual style of like the bouquet shape? So like, how does a bride determine that? Like, cause I've seen like the, like really tight, like bouquets of like, especially like you see like the 
like brides that have the really tight like bunches of roses and it's just like basically just roses and a little bit of greenery or there's also I feel like a little bit more trendy lately has been a little bit more like the messy style so is that something you like help your like clients with and like how like how would you help a bride who's like unsure of which one she wants to do yeah so kind of like I said earlier usually they have an idea of what they want and on Pinterest or wherever they got their photo from, they usually have an example of a bridal bouquet they want. Mm-hmm. And so we'll kind of talk about that. And I'll be like, what do you like about this bouquet? Because they might not necessarily know, like, like I'll say the ingredients of it, they might mm-hmm. not know the flowers in there. But they're like, Oh, I like this shape of this one, or like the color, sometimes it might not be the specific flower, it just might be like how all the colors work together, or mm-hmm. just the general look of it. So I'll figure that out. Um, and then I'll also ask, like, what do you not like about it? Because usually if it's like their dream, okay, they're not going to say they don't like there's anything they don't like about it. But sometimes it's like, oh, I don't care for this specific part of it. Um, and then if they don't have an idea of what they want for their bouquet, I'll just send some examples based on their color scheme and based on what we've talked about so far and mm-hmm. kind of get an idea. For example, I had this one bride that was like, I know I want white. I'm not sure if I want any greenery or not in there. So we kind of went back and forth on what that would look like with greenery, or if we just had like a little touch of greenery, what types of greenery we use. Mm -hmm. And then we ended up kind of like what you're talking about. We ended up with more of like a tighter round bouquet was just like very minimal greenery. So it was more of like a like a classic look. Okay, so for example, I had a bride that wasn't quite sure what style of bridal bouquet she wanted. She just knew she wanted all white. So we weren't sure if we wanted to add any greenery. So we kind of sent some images back and forth and talked about what we liked and didn't like on the certain like greenery aspects, like the specific greenery if we wanted like some fern or some ruscus in there. And she knew she didn't want sage. So we kind of narrowed it down a little bit. And then we ended up taking out the greenery and then the final decision was to add just like minimal pieces of greenery in there so it was like that modern classic look with that tight white bouquet with like roses and peonies and tulips and then just very minimal sprigs of greenery so it came together nicely and I think it went with the overall theme of her wedding too because everything was like sleek in the reception hall and her centerpieces were like the white roses with just like little sprigs of greenery. So everything kind of came together there. Yeah, I think that's awesome. And I think that's really cool that you worked with her like to really customize like what she wanted. I mean, I'm sure that's what like primarily what you do in your job is like really like, you know, no bouquet is the same. No two bouquets are the same, really, because like every everybody's style is a little bit different. The seasons are different. The flowers may look a little different, too. So like that's actually like really fun. And that's like a cool like aspect I'm sure of your job and like I I'm sure it helps brides so much to just see like visually how it'll look because like in your head you might have this whole like game plan of like what it's going to look like but obviously you have the experience so you can express to them like okay this is what it's going to actually look like and then they could be like oh actually I think we do need a little bit of a pop just to like help it stand out just just a little bit or you know whatever it may be. And then some people don't care. They're like, just do whatever you want. I trust you. Like, here's a rough idea of what I want and you do your thing. So obviously it depends on like your personality and if you're 
picky about that if you want something particular or if you're just like make it pretty and here's what I want <laughs> yeah that's awesome and I'm sure you make it pretty no matter what so <laughs> uh, that's awesome it's, um, it's hard to make flowers look bad I think even yeah and we'll kind of talk about some different things with like DIY and stuff in a little bit too right yeah no for sure I think um I forget I heard a sermon um of like, I think a priest or a bishop shared a sermon about like, you know, the different things in nature that are like little reflections of God and like little reflections of heaven. And I guess I heard somewhere, I forget where it was, but like that flowers are one of the things that stayed from like the garden of Eden. Like that is like one of the, like the beautiful things that God kept that um, was from the garden of Eden. So I was like, wow, that's really cool. And that's like, but yeah. And like, no wonder that the flowers bring us so much joy and like remind us of so much beauty and stuff like that. So I thought that was really cool. Um, so speaking of like, kind of like the religion stuff, um, what are some ways to incorporate like the Catholic faith in your bouquet? The most common is just having like a family rosary or one that you are gifted on your wedding day wrapped around your bouquet. Mm -hmm. So People will either do that day of or they'll ask me to pin it on um, and have like the rosary in advance. Or like sometimes people will have like family heirlooms that they'll want incorporated. Uh, the most challenging request I got was someone wanted it was like a pocket Bible, but they wanted their Bible incorporated into their bouquet. So oh, wow. And how did said, you do I that? How, I don't care how you have it, like if it's stuck in the middle or however it is. Um, and I was like, I don't think, and then the bride didn't have a preference where, and I was like, I don't think we're going to stick this Bible in the middle of the bouquet, but we kind of made it like into a charm. It wasn't massive, but it, it wasn't small either. So we kind of used it with like a rosary and a charm and okay. it was a cascading bouquet. So depending on like the angle of the photo, it could be hidden or it could be seen. So we kind of use it like that because I don't know necessarily if it was like, I think the mom wanted this more than the bride. So we made it more like it can be showed off or it could be hidden too. Gotcha. That's really cool. Yeah. I've seen the rosary around the bouquet. That's like definitely like a classic thing that I see. A lot of my brides do that. Um, in addition to like, you kind of mentioned like some little charms of like, maybe like saint, like medals of like a saints that they have strong devotions to, um, or sometimes they even have like a rosary wrapped around with like charms of like loved ones that have been, have mm -hmm. passed away, which is really sweet as well. So I think that's really cool. Yeah. And some other ways to incorporate your faith. Um, I've had, this isn't my idea. It was a client's idea, which I love is to put like miraculous medals in the corsages for like the mom oh, and grandma. That's and it's awesome. so cute. It's just like a dainty little, um, almost like accessory in the corsage. And then they can keep it afterwards too. And then, um, depending on if you do this in the ceremony, um, doing like some flowers for Mary, sometimes people don't um, do that part of the ceremony but you can do just like a simple bud vase or something that you leave there for her I love when couples do that me too um, putting flowers on either side of the high altar or just depending too on like what the church allows I know each church has a different rules for weddings mm -hmm. um, and then I love I always include little blooms with my weddings just for the photographer to use for detail shots that's awesome so I always will have like a rose stem or something like break off so like with all the broken stems that still have beautiful blooms I collect those and then I give them to the photographer to use 
So you can do that with like different, like the invitations, like rosary, St. Cards, that kind of thing. The pictures are always really beautiful from that. The photographers like love you, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, the, most of them are like, oh my gosh, we've never gotten this before. And I saw it because one of my friends from Texas was doing that too. And I was like, oh, I need to do this because it's not always included or thought about. So it's just nice to have. And um, the photographers really like it too. Yeah. And it's like a nice thing that like, these are like your same flowers that you have in your bouquet. So like it all just ties everything together and it creates like a really beautiful look to your photographs. So that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, no, I I love the bouquet for Mary and I love when couples like like you mentioned, like leave it there and then it's still there at like mass the next day and stuff like that. And it's like a really beautiful way to honor her. So I highly recommend that. I've also had um, couples who have like they've gone to give a bouquet to Our Lady and then there's also like a little shrine or, you know, there's a statue on the other side of the altar of St. Joseph. So then they visit St. Joseph and also give him a bouquet. So I think that's a really cool idea. I wish that me and my husband did that on our wedding day. I hadn't heard of that idea until like afterwards. I was like, oh, that is such a cool idea. Um, so I would recommend that. I think that's really beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. For my own wedding, it was in May. So it was peony season. It'll just like be growing. And I just like cut some peonies from my garden and put them in a vase and gave them to Mary, which was, it was fun and meaningful. And then I've had people request like lilies for St. Joseph too, like something Mm. like symbolizes him too. And that's cool when it's like very personal. Yeah, no, I love that so much. That's awesome. Okay. Now we're going to get into a more of a hot topic. (laughs) The question everybody's wondering, um, what is like a realistic floral budget? And then also like, what are some things to consider? Like, like what are, what are different factors that will affect your floral budget? Yeah. So flowers are expensive Mm -hmm. and the cost is just increasing. Florists don't like it. They aren't happy about it. We don't like to charge more. We don't want to raise our prices. We don't make more money off of it. It's just the flowers itself because COVID and just like the, um, depending on where your flowers are from, like they're, they're literally coming from all over the world. So if there's like something going on with like the roses in Ecuador, you might have problems getting a shipment in and the pricing might go up or you might have to switch what kind of rose you're getting. Like there's a lot of details that go into it that are out of our control. And unfortunately that increases the cost too, but just a healthy floral budget starts around 4,000. A lot of florists will have minimums of what kind of like pricing they will accept just because of the, the, costs of everything to make it worthwhile for my minimum it's three thousand and that's just usually basics like your personal flowers and some simple centerpieces and maybe some other statements too so Mm -hmm. ideally in nebraska like the midwest area a good budget is around six to ten thousand and not everyone has that budgeted for their flowers so there's different things you can do um like if you see something that you really like you might not be able to afford that, but we can talk about like different ideas to like scale it back or to swap out some flowers. Like some of the flowers in like a photo you love of an arch might be costing you like $500 or we could swap it out and do like 200 or something. So Uh to just like discuss with your florist about your realistic budget. So if you want something 
like a Pinterest is kind of like I have a love-hate relationship with that because yep. <laughs> a lot of beautiful things, but there's a lot of expensive things. So you might be looking at like a $500 bouquet or like a $10,000 arch and you your budget for that is like a thousand or less. So that's not realistic. And we can talk about like ways to scale it back or um, repurposing things. I'm a big fan of repurposing your floral from ceremony to reception. Not every florist is on the same page with that just because sometimes um, like transferring items can be difficult or things can break in the process. But usually if you um, have, I, I give the option of having like a host couple or I don't know if you have, is our host couples like um, a part of the wedding in your area? Have you no, heard of that? No. What is that? It's like a Midwest thing because I haven't heard of that in Texas. It's like people, it's kind of like a personal attendant or something where like they'll, you'll have like a couple, usually it's like an aunt and uncle or just like a, a couple, like family friend or something. And they just will like do some like tasks for you. Like if you need the most common is like, they'll bring like your guest book or something over to the reception or just like transferring items, like gifts and things like that. That's really so, cool. That's yeah, like a cool so. way to also like honor or like incorporate someone who's like important to you, but not necessarily going to be like in the bridal party. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I've never heard of a host couple before. That's yeah, really cool. It's so interesting, like based on your region, like what your area has for weddings to like, because from in Texas, a big thing was like bridal portraits. And mm-hmm. that is like done in advance, like before the wedding. And then here, bridal portraits are just like pictures you take of the bride the day of the wedding. It's not mm-hmm. like a separate event. Yeah. So that, that's kind of interesting to see what different regions have for trends. Yeah. Different like traditions and stuff like that. It kind of sounds like almost like a glorified like coordinator, but like it's like a family member that kind of just yeah, helps with like much little is. things. Yeah. And then, it, of course, if you do have a coordinator, too, that can be someone that can transfer flowers. And then um, you can have the florist do that. But that's usually a higher charge because we like to be out of the way before all of the weddings have starts. So if mm-hmm. we have to stick around, it'll cost extra just for us to come back or if we need to stay on site and move things. But right. usually um, a coordinator or host couple or whoever can if you just have like a couple arrangements and you want to reuse them like on the bar of your reception or something you had like on the pews to reuse again. Um, Either way, however you do it, it'll be more cost effective than getting like another set of arrangements for the reception if you already have something you're using for the ceremony. Yeah, no. And I'm sure like if you use like a coordinator or like a host couple or even just if you don't have that, like, you know, you can still do that if that's not a a thing in your region. But like asking somebody to help with that, like if they're already there, it'll be like you mentioned, it'll be so much cheaper than like asking your florist to like come back in a few hours or something like that. Yeah, so usually, usually people and family members are eager to help and they're like, what can I do? What can I do? So if you have that idea in mind, so just let them know in advance, like, hey, we would like you to help move some things. Um, Don't just like spring it on them that day. Or you guess you could, but you might not, they might forget or something. So yeah, I know I had, I did not have a coordinator for my wedding, um, but 
I did have like a list for my host couple and I included like things like tasks I wanted them to do throughout the day. Mm-hmm. So that way I wouldn't forget. And then they'd have something to reference just if they needed. Yeah. That, I think that really helps. That's awesome. Uh, and then let's see back to um, the pricing aspect. I think a huge thing is just doing more statement pieces versus small details. Um, I love like the detail photos and things. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm just talking about like boutonnieres, for example. I think more and more people are just nixing the boutonnieres because guys don't really care. They get smushed, especially if they're hugging or like being thrown mm-hmm. photos. Yeah. Um, which is so cool. But then the florist that sees these, like me, when I see the photos, I'm like, oh, the boutonnieres just like falling apart. So, um, <laughs> and I don't even think about that as the photographer. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, the photos are awesome. I'm not saying don't take those photos. I'm just saying don't have boutonnieres. <laughs> yeah. Right. Or if you want like a groom, like I had a friend get married in January and she was like, I was trying to be like, hey, we don't necessarily need boutonnieres. We could do with this money, we could do something else, like a statement piece. Mm-hmm. And she's like, you're right. Maybe we'll just do like a boutonniere for dads in the groom. And that's all. Yeah. Right. And that, and that's like a nice way to honor them and like, you know, make the groom kind of stand out in those photos. But yeah, like you said, like the guys don't need it they don't necessarily need them all. I have also seen what you're saying about like some, uh, some weddings still definitely have that. Some of them, it's just a groom. It just kind of depends on what you want, but all those little things can add up um, like pretty quickly, honestly. And um, at least from my experience, most of the time, by the end of the day, the boutonnieres are like trash. They're gone. They've been gone for a while. Hopefully they've made it through the, like the wedding uh, <laughs> uh, party photos and stuff like that. And then after that, usually they end up getting taken off, honestly, because it just ends up being kind of more in the way than anything else. So I definitely agree that the, those could be removed, but I do, I do like the idea of still giving something to the dads and having like some way to honor them um, and potentially like a corsage for like the moms as well. Um, yeah, so, that, yeah. so I think there's still definitely things you can do, but not necessarily like not everybody needs them. So, and you can yeah, also do, Oh, sorry. You can also do like smaller bouquets for your bridesmaids too. Like they don't necessarily need to have like, giant bouquets i would say like one thing to try not to skimp out on is the bridal bouquet um just because that like i've mentioned before that's going to be in like a lot of the photos and you do want that to be like really like i mean it's up to your your style obviously but you still you want to make sure that like it's obviously a beautiful bouquet um for those photos as well yeah yeah so for whatever reason if we come like over budget I say for sure, like keep your bouquet how you want it. We're not going to compromise anything there. There's other things we can change. Um, and then like doing simpler centerpieces. I like to do a couple of different styles of centerpiece. So that way you can have like a more cheaper, affordable style and then do like the most of that. And then splurge on some other centerpieces or just do all simple centerpieces and then do like a a beautiful backdrop or like a hanging installment, something that people will remember. They won't necessarily remember like if there was pew decor, but they'll remember if there's something like, like a wow factor that they saw when they entered the room or just something Mm -hmm. that um, they had to look at all night versus like 
the little details like the corsages and boutonnieres too right yeah and one thing about like the centerpieces i would say like honestly i'm more of team a smaller centerpiece that way you can actually see the person across from you and actually like still have a good conversation um so so that like honestly might even be better overall like just in general but i mean i don't know i don't know what your opinion about about that is but i feel like that's one way that you could potentially cut like a little bit of the budget is to just have like 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 you mentioned before having smaller centerpieces um i think that can help with the guest experience honestly as well yeah and you don't want to block like your view from someone but when you do the taller centerpieces depending on like what your base is it can be tricky to make sure you're not blocking but there's like those they're called harlow stands they're like a hollow i like to describe it as just like a hollow rectangle that you see for those taller um, oh yeah Mm -hmm. i know yeah you'll it's a weird way to describe it but i'm sure you've seen them at weddings and they're usually gold but they can be any color Um, but those are nice for the taller ones because they don't block the view they're like really skinny on the sides um but yeah you don't want like something bulky that's just like blocking the whole table and you want something sturdy you won't have to worry about anything falling falling over over. right yeah absolutely um, okay, so we've kind of touched a little bit on DIY, like very, very little. So what is your opinion on DIYing wedding florals? I see like a lot of different like controversial Instagram reels about DIY, <laughs> probably just because my feed is like all florals. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like People will have like, um, like a flower making party, like the day of the wedding. I don't know if you've seen those reels. And they'll just get all their flowers, make their bouquets. I say, if that's what you want to do, go for it. I think that that would be very stressful for me as a bride, just because you can't do that in advance unless you do like silk or those like wood flowers Mm -hmm. that you can do well in advance. Um, But if you're prepared and you have taken, maybe if you take like a couple of workshop classes, or if you just like go to the grocery store and buy some flowers and practice, I wouldn't just get everything you need that day and hope that it all works out. I'd want to practice a little before just like have at least a plan so that you like, I need some sort of floral tape or just something basic. So you know, like what kind of tools you'll need to, so you're not running around that morning or the couple of days before trying to figure everything out and making sure if you DIY that you have a place to store everything. Mm -hmm. Um, You don't necessarily need a cooler for them just a large enough space that you can hold all your flowers and that they won't be like if they're at a house making sure you won't have like someone's pets there to like walk all over them or something Mm -hmm. just making sure that they're well taken care of but yeah if if you don't have a budget for a florist or if you just want to do it yourself I say there's nothing wrong with it just be prepared yeah, it is a lot of work. I did DIY our wedding florals. Um, it was that we did it the night before the wedding. And yeah. um, I, it was a, it was fine. It, like the wedding flowers turned out really nice, but I, I thought, I imagined it would be a lot like funner of an experience. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just seemed, like kind of like fairy tale, like throwing them together. <laughs> yeah, well, just like, in, like, yeah, it's like, oh, we're all going to hang out. I was going to do it with my bridesmaids. We're all going to do it. Everyone's going to make their own bouquet. So it'll all be a little different. And it was, and it, that's how, it, what happened. But all of my bridesmaids were traveling in for the wedding. None of them lived locally. So they're all like arriving that day, super tired, like all this stuff, like trying to do certain things, the rehearsal, you know, all that stuff. And then it's like, 
okay, now we got to make the case and you have to do them like then pretty yeah. much. So, um, so I, I mean, if looking back, like it definitely saved us money, but it, it was a lot of stress that I like kind of wish I didn't put on myself and others, um, the day before the wedding. So I would say if you're having people travel in, like if everybody's traveling in for your wedding, like all the bridesmaids, I personally wouldn't recommend it, but it is like one way to save money. So it just kind of depends on like your stress tolerance and what other things you're DIYing yeah. as well. Yeah. If this is the only thing you're DIYing, then that's not so bad. But if you're also doing a bunch of other stuff, it can just add a lot of stress. And we did a lot of DIY. So <laughs> that wasn't yeah, the only yeah, thing we were doing the night before the wedding. So <laughs> yeah, that's an easy way to add a lot to your plate too. But I'm sure like, you know, people were willing to step in and help too. Like, oh, yeah. The week or the couple of days before, for me, were like the most stressful and like making sure everything was ready to go. And, and people are more than happy to help. But just for sure, if you have a plan or just, um, like you said, if you had like more time, like throughout the day or like people weren't coming from out of town, that would be maybe a bit more practical. Right. Yeah, no, for sure. I like I definitely wouldn't like just sway anyone. I I liked the company that I used. I thought the flowers were really nice. But um, I see a lot of now from the outside looking in, I see a lot of value in working with someone like you, like a florist who can just take care of it. And it's just like one thing you really don't have to worry about, which is really nice as things start stacking up. So um, okay, awesome. So um, are there any other things to consider when choosing your wedding florals? So if you have like an idea in mind of what you want, like your your Pinterest photo or whatever you have in your head, make sure you look at your florist's work and that it can reflect what you want. Maybe they don't have something exactly how you want, but you like their work or you like their style. Because if you have something that doesn't like, like, for example, if you have like that um shaggy messy look like the eucalyptus kind of flowing and like with some blooms and stuff incorporated and then all of the florist work or like those tight round bouquets with no greenery or just like a very classic style that might not be the right pick for you just because they don't have any examples of the style you want so color and things like that can easily be swapped but if they don't have like the style you're looking for make sure you're looking for that in like their social media or you can always ask like is this something you'd be comfortable doing and like a good florist will say like that doesn't really line up with my style here's something that I would do for you or here's someone else I recommend we're I'm big in like the community over competition so mm -hmm. if there's something that I can't do for them or if we're not a good fit I'll send them to the list of my friends that are florists that I know will do a great job. Yeah, no, 100%. And I like what you mentioned earlier in the episode of like, um, you love it when like people look at your website and then they show you like, this is my inspiration. Like the same thing for me for photography when I like people say like, this is a photo that I really want. And they show me like a photo that I have already taken. It's just like, yeah. I don't know. It's it's really nice to <laughs> be able to see good. that. <laughs> yeah, it makes you feel good. It's a little ego boost, but it's it's also just like, yes, you hired this person for a reason. You obviously want to hire someone that you trust, that you like vibe with their personality. Um, I think that's also something important because you don't want someone who's going to try to push you to do like a totally different style of like florals than than what you want to do, obviously. Like within reason, obviously, like they'll, they'll explain why they maybe can't complete everything that you want because of whatever's going on in the world and you can't get the florals. But just like in general, like they shouldn't be pushing you to something else. You should like- right be fine having a conversation with them, not be like, 
afraid or anything like that to like ask them. I mean, not that you would be afraid, but you know what I mean? Like you should feel comfortable with you should be, yeah, you all should of your vendors. Yeah. Yes. And ultimately just trust them. Like you said, that's awesome. Uh, well, thank you so much, Katrina, for being on here. This was so much fun to dive into all of the floral conversations. This has been great for me because like I mentioned before, I'm definitely not an expert. I take photos of a lot of pretty florals, but I'm not an expert <laughs> in all of these things. So this is really yeah. helpful. Um, we love the photographer's photos. We love that as florists. We we thrive on that because our iPhone photos are no match. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, we're here to help each other. So as you said, <laughs> community over competition any day. That's awesome. Um, so as we wrap up, um, we ask this question to all of our guests. Um, what is one piece of advice that you would give to a newly engaged couple? So I am thinking back to when I was planning my wedding, like so many things I was so stressed out about. And then after the fact, I was like, why was that something I worried about? that did not matter or it was fine. So just like, remember to take deep breaths and think about the big picture and why you're getting married and um, make sure you take some time out of your wedding day with your spouse and just kind of be in the moment with them because there's things that you won't remember from the day just because of the adrenaline and the excitement and just kind of stop and reflect, take a moment or two just with your spouse and kind of soak it all in. Yes, 100%. I'm definitely a team take like, even if it's like two minutes, just like the two of you just like, just talk, enjoy the moment, like really yeah. think about what's going on. It's like this one thing that I saw on Instagram was like, you know, this is like the probably the only time you'll have like all of these people in one place, which is like kind of a cool thing to like think of like everybody's family and like uh, friends and all these things like they're all here for you to celebrate you. So like taking a time like even at your reception to just sit around and just like think about that and like appreciate that is also like a cool way to like really put yourself in the present moment. Um, but I I definitely agree that like definitely take at least a minute or two just to like be with your spouse and just be like be so excited now you're married this is great yes. <laughs> now you don't have to worry about planning a wedding oh <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> uh, well, thank you so much for being on here um before we fully wrap up can you share a little bit about your business I know you mentioned that you're a florist um in Nebraska so you can can you share like what your business name is um and where people can find you yeah, thanks for having me on here. So my business is called The Little Flower Company, and it's named after St. Therese Little Flower. Love that. So, yes. So I kind of, when I was choosing my business name, I was like, I have no idea what I want. That's something that I'll love forever, basically. Mm -hmm. And um, I just know St. Therese, it said like, if um, she'll spend her time on in heaven doing good on earth. So like, just showering like roses and like little ways that you'll see like it doesn't have to necessarily be a rose but like St. Therese will like show you a flower or something like in your time of need kind of thing and so um I've had a couple of moments like that in my life where I just thought that was a good reflection of what I want for my business and a good role model to have too for my patron saint mm -hmm. and then um you can find me mainly on Instagram and Facebook. I pretty much am very daily active on Instagram. And my uh, handle is TL Flower Co. 
That's awesome. Cool. Yeah, no, definitely check out her work. Um, She's amazing at what she does. And you can tell like, obviously throughout this episode, but like also through her work, like how passionate she is about all of the things that she's doing. She's spreading so much joy, like flowers bring so much joy. Like I mentioned, like there's something, you know, from the garden of Eden that was like that God left behind. And it's just like, when you think about it in that sense, it's like, wow, this is just so beautiful that like, we have this little, little slice of heaven that, you know, we get to, you know, have, especially on a wedding day. Cause there's so much joy on a wedding day. So I love that so much. Thank you again for being on here, Katrina. We're so happy to have you. you. Yeah, of course. Um, for all of our listeners, um, you can find us on Instagram at Catholic Wedding Podcast. You can also email us with any questions at CatholicWeddingPodcast at gmail.com. Also hop in on the Catholic Bride Facebook group. We have tons of lovely brides and lovely vendors on there who are willing to help you throughout this entire process. So please join that um, group. We have, I think like 800 or 900 members in it. So it's definitely growing and thriving and it makes me so happy to see everyone helping each other. So definitely check that out. Um, Till then, we will see you guys next time and take care. Bye. God bless.